I've got some zizzing going on here. <laughs> so I think it was a flag. Sorry, my bad. There you go. Stephen McHale. <laughs> you Yay. had 2.2 million followers on TikTok. 51.7 million likes. I don't know how many views. How, how many views would that rack up? I don't know. It's, it's something like 400 million, 500 million, something around that ballpark figure, which is like mad to me. It's really, it's insane. I don't know. I never thought I'd be able to kind of get that. But not only that, you also have a YouTube channel. So you are yes. the best TikToker I know to ask about the differences between TikTok and YouTube. Before we get into any of that though, what is your favourite own TikTok video on your channel? Oh, that's the hard one. Yeah, if you ask a TikToker this, this is hard. I think, I think it's the one where I've done Miss Trunchbull. I've done Matilda and I pretended to be Miss Trunchbull. Um, and I got like, it, it done really, really well. I think that's my favourite one because I think that really encompasses like my favourite childhood movie. It's acting, it's fun. People really resonated with it. Um, so I like dressed up like, like Trunchbull, had like my hair slipped back and had to my suit on, my suit on, my suit jacket on with like a belt and like these shorts and I was and I, pre and I pretended to be the scene where she chucks Amanda Fripp over the fence just before that and um, so <laughs> I reenacted that scene of Miss Trunchbull and Amanda Fripp, the little girl, so it was like very, it was, I don't know what it was, it was one of those things that I was like, I'm just going to film that today and we're going to learn the lines and then film it and do it in like my way and it done, it done really well, I was really proud of it um, but there's a lot of videos that I'm proud of and it's really hard for me to pick one but I think that one really that was another thing people knew me for at the end of last year they were like oh you don't like you like Miss Trunchbull and I'm like eh, I am yes <laughs> and what's your video with the most views um, it's a lip challenge um, it's got like I think it's got like 34 million views or something which is madness it's got like 30 odd million views and it's basically me this is how this is how the tiktok al algorithm works and how anyone can get big on it it was me putting like three like lipsticks liquid lips and i was going i put one strip there one strip here one strip and i just went like this and it was to, to the song and it was madness it was like the least effort you could put into a video and it, it done like got the most views and everyone knew me as the the boy like oh you're the guy that does lip challenges and i was like yeah i know and it's like even now we'd repost it like every six months and it'd still get like 10 million views and i'm like why why does this like why do people love this but i think it's aesthetically like people love to watch those kind of makeup -y stuff did I detect a slight eye roll when you gave that answer? A, a lip sync video yeah. seen as perhaps a lesser art form? The worst thing was, it wasn't even lip sync. It was me literally just going to, to like smudge the lips, the, the lipstick, to make it look like I had like three colours of lips. So it wasn't even lip sync, so it's like even worse. But I think in the realm of lip syncing, so the app used to be called Musical.ly, um, which, you know, we, we don't call it anymore. And that, that that traditionally was a lip syncing app. That's how it was, that's how it got its notoriety. However, I kind of done original comedy back then and done, I done lip syncs as well, but I done original comedy and like dancing and like meme style content. But I think now, although people that do lip sync still do very well and they can just sit in front of the camera and lip sync a song and get 10 million views i'm not jealous um but no i think that now there's a higher standard now now it's a, a platform with you oh you, there's there's so much in there and i think lip syncing is maybe seen as something that's not something like they want to push like it's a lip syncing app because it's not now it used to be but now it's more like you know if you want to really be like big on the platform and really want to be there for a long longevity you've got to kind of you've got to be able to reinvent yourself i think 
And you have a YouTube channel and a TikTok channel. Yes. Why is TikTok better than YouTube? So I think TikTok's better than YouTube because one, it's like it's shorter media, so it's short form media, whereas you know YouTube's long form media traditionally. Um, I think with TikTok, it's it's easy to get involved in videos or see trends that you are um, you can relate to that you can um, that you feel like you want to do. The thing about YouTube is that you watch a video and you're like, oh, that's great, and they make me laugh, and it's fun, and you think, oh, I'd love to do YouTube. However, then you have to get a camera, lights edit and it's really hard to be a YouTuber, really really hard, it's the, the hardest platform to gain followers on. But it's TikTok, you can watch something and you can think to yourself, I know I can do that better, or if not I can have just as much fun as that person, and you just need to set up your camera. So the, the, the difference between making the, making the content is way on the other spectrum. YouTube's harder, TikTok's very easy. You can upload 10 videos in the space of t you know half an hour on, on TikTok and get you know, triple the views you would if you'd done it on YouTube. So I think the algorithm favours better to people because it has like a, a broader spectrum of content that it likes to put on the For You page. Um, so it gives people a better chance to be seen, to have fun, to in uh, interact with other people. Um, I like YouTube. I used to, I've not made videos on it in a while. Um, but I was doing YouTube once I, when I was doing TikTok like a few years ago. So I was doing both side by side. And I felt like you, you, TikTok was just so much easier. It was just, it was, it's a platform where um, you have to really be authentic for people to really like, to really, to really grow on it. Whereas YouTube, you have to really have a, a some sort of, not a facade, but you have to have a really different kind of push yourself like 110%, whereas TikTok, maybe not as much. I've got some zizzing going on here. <laughs> So I think it was a flag. Sorry, my bad. There you go. That, do you know what? That's, that's a long-winded answer. No, no. <laughs> Stephen, that is so fascinating because I hadn't thought that the actual, you know, production technique would actually mm -hmm. have such a big effect on the what what you share and how you express yourself. So being able to yeah. just get straight online quicker means that you put out something a bit more authentic. I hadn't really thought of it like that. Yeah, I think that's um, it's really... It's, it's a really big um, pull factor for when someone who who's started out on social media, who um, who wants to kind of be big. And this is a this is a delicate question, an awkward question. But mm -hmm. do you make money on TikTok? Yeah, I do. I have. Um, when I first started it for the first few years, um, you know, there's different ways to make money on TikTok, and I think some people are a little bit um, dubious to talk about it because. You know, they they don't want to, but I'll be the one to set the record straight. Now, joking. Um, uh, there's there's different ways ways you can make money on TikTok. So you can do live streaming, um, where people then send you gifts and they buy gifts from the app and they send you them. Um, and in return, you like some people have live streams where they play games, where they do. Um, now you can guess people in sometimes. It's like so so you get something back for that. Or if you want to support your your, your favorite creator, you can do it that way. Me personally, I've never asked for that on live streams. I've been given gifts, and no matter you can tell it. You can tell people don't give me them all you want. Some people are still just going to give you gifts. Um, and a lot of things nowadays are like the small gifts and like thank you, but like save it and like donate to somewhere or do something else. Um, with it, I just want you to join my live streams to have fun. But other people can make a living from it. They can make they they, they put a lot of time and effort into live streaming. Um, I used to live stream like I used to, I live stream like two years straight on the platform every night. I live stream and that, that was for me to build my following. Back then it was really big because it was cheaper for gifts and people some some creators in America 
got done really well in gifting. Um, but now TikTok have put in like measures to keep it safe for so kids can't send gifts on the app, you have to be 18 or over, you have to be 16 or over to live stream, which I totally agree with because then what they're doing is safeguarding the the people watching but also the, the creators that are live streaming. But um, that's one way you can do it. This is a long-winded answer as well, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, this is a anoraki kind of podcast, so go, go into as mm. much detail as oh, you feel great. comfortable Fine. Yeah, so you could, do, you could do it through the live stream and things like that, which a lot of people do, and they, they, a lot of people, most people put a lot of work into live streams, where some people don't. And there's other ways of doing it, you could do sponsored content like you would do on YouTube, or Instagram, or Twitter. Most of sponsored content that's on TikTok is music, because music drives the platform, it's in all, like, most videos you'll see you'll have a music tagged at the bottom of what artist that is, etc. Um, so you get brands that will come up to you want to like promote a song and like you then get a campaign and you talk to like the, the art, not the artist, but like the music record label etc um, or your management and you kind of figure out what you want to do with that. Oh, there's, there's a variety of ways you can put things in your bio, you can make videos that are ads. Like I like help sometimes I'll try and help companies like build on TikTok. So if you've really got a lot of knowledge you can use it to then help companies build on the platform. Like they can like pay you or you can work with them or whatever way you want to do that and you can help them build, give them knowledge to build on TikTok. Um, I've, I've known a lot of people that have done that. There's some people that I know that have stopped doing TikTok altogether on their page and went and ran another TikTok account for the business because that's how, TikTok now is not going anywhere, we, we know that. Um, in terms of um, how big it is, it's, it's, it's got to the point where it's so big, I think that it'll just consistently evolve, like things like Instagram and Snapchat and stuff. So companies now jumping on it now and realizing they'll get they'll do good to start with, and they'll be like, oh, we need to have. How do we keep going? How do we keep putting out the content? So there's a variety of ways you can make money on it. Some more reliable than others. But that sounds really wise, Stephen, because it means that your um, your income doesn't just rest on the platform on, on what the the platform mm -hmm. deigns to give you, like on YouTube. That you you are building relationships that will last longer than the next. Yeah payout yeah exactly and i think i think there's a difference with it was we would love on tiktok if, if, if we ever ever content was monetized and we got we'd love it it'd be great you know what i mean like just like youtube does i don't know how they would do that now you know you've got different things where they're, they're trying to build different things to help creators and, and uh, brands connect tiktok will try to actively do that however i think they need to just be like they need to make it not for everyone because if that happened you'd you'd have mil hundreds of millions of people like abusing some sort of system, so they have to make it a way like they do YouTube. You have to have a certain amount of watch time and a certain amount of videos and stuff. But um, we would love it if it was monetized. But um, there is ways to do it, you know, and, we, and, and relying on me making the the work, the effort to make a video get me paid instead of relying on like the views. Not relying on the views, but it's it's better thinking I've worked hard for this money than like not doing anything at all really. If anyone's listening from TikTok, we would still love for our content to be monetized, i.e. our like videos get views. Because no one's gonna pass that up, are they? If they could do that in a way that was that was fun and great, then we would love it. Should we both ask TikTok now? Please yeah, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Do it. Please. Monetize. Monetize the videos. <laughs> Monetize videos, and I think that the way to do that, and I think you know, it's hard for them because it is because the, the, they've 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 worked hard to get monetization through like a creator place where you can brands and creators can connect, which is fine and fun. However, brands, some brands will, are going to undercut 
the smaller creators and give them peanuts and they're going to take them. I like I love TikTok as a platform and, and you know I've been on it for, for years so like it's my it's my baby um, but like there's a lot of new creators that come up now and, and they, they get a bit of a following really quickly and then it kind of plateaus which happens to everyone and like and then you know if they've not got a lot of knowledge on the platform or how to um, keep themselves safe from brands or people try to take advantage of them like management or whatever You've got to try and, you try and let them know, but at the end of the day, you know, some people just are going to choose the wrong decisions. But that's the issue that you have now. You've got a lot of people coming up, get big for a little bit, and then get like, oh, what do I do? And people trying to take advantage of them. It's like any platform you're on, any social media, anything like that. There's always someone that's probably out there to kind of see what they can get from you without really giving you your worth. Whereas I'm really lucky, I've kind of, I've, I've built my knowledge up. I know... Not worth in terms of money, because money's, you know, it's something you think about because it's a job, but it's not my first priority. My first priority is, will my content inspire people in some way? That's all I, that's what I think about when I make content. Money comes like third or fourth for me. What advice would you have for anyone starting out on TikTok? Mm, there's a lot. There's a lot of it. Some, some really cool advice would be um, stay authentic. Um, do the trending hashtags and do the content that's trending um, and you know don't be discouraged by not getting you know loads of views or whatever very quickly um, and don't be discouraged if you do get the views or and it kind of plateaus a bit that happens to everyone um, but really stay authentic to what you like what you do if there's a niche content that you love doing whether it be point of view content meme content makeup dancing hone in on that craft and do that TikTok loves people that um, can have like some sort of niche that they're really good at and if you consistently be consistent post I post every day whereas I think TikTok you know they advise to post like maybe between three and five times a week but most creators post every day um, or every few days so it's like really just depends on like what you're kind of in like what your schedule would be but yeah stay authentic be consistent do the trend hashtags and have fun have like the best time you can that's what I do and, just like my cat <laughs> <laughs> and how do you cope with that Stephen do you have um so if you post every day some t some days presumably you post more than once a day do you have times yeah. where you feel oh, I'm absolutely killing it and and other times we think oh I'm falling behind that I'm, I'm not outputting as much as I would like to yeah yeah, absolutely. Right now, actually, I'm in that kind of zone where I'm not outputting as much as I want to because my views aren't great and it should never be about the views. And I think that's something people have to understand that it should never be about your views and likes and stuff. However, if it's part of your job, you then worry about it. So I do worry about that because sometimes you have big, big times, you have low times, everyone has it. It's just any social media. So at the moment, I'm kind of like that. I'm like, oh, I'm not I put out like videos every day. Sometimes I put out three videos to five. Some people sometimes I put out one video. Back in the day, years ago, I'd put it like 15, 20 because it was mostly like dancing or lip syncing or acting videos, which were very easy to do. But I think kind of what I've done is I kind of set a bar really high for myself in terms of my content so that I can't revert back to that now to kind of do that for an easy whim. It doesn't work on my page. The algorithm doesn't pick it up. So it kind of, you have to, you know, some days are going to be bad. So sometimes I have bad days where I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I've worked for four years. It's, um, it's slipping through my hands. I'm got my count's dying. Um, but I say that a lot and, I, and sometimes I just I have to kind of just have a rant to myself or to my friend and then just get on with it because at the end of the day I make content for um, myself and other people and if someone watches it and goes oh he inspired me or some, someone watches it and goes that made me laugh then my job's done like that's my day John like you know in the grand scheme of things to, to make someone's day or to make someone feel comfortable in themselves is a, a gift that that's you know 
priceless really so yeah I just get through my bad days by just having a day off posting one video and being like if it does bad it does bad or if, I, if I'm I really post a video that I don't enjoy. I think if I'm not, I'm not gonna post it if I don't enjoy the video. You know what I mean? I have to have fun doing it. That was probably a long answer to the question, very broad, but yeah. Stephen McKell, what shouldn't I do on TikTok? Don't get swept up in the things. This is from personal experience, but don't get swept up in this. You know, looking at everyone else's accounts for the views, comparing yourself to other people, to um, thinking you've got to be like someone else. I've done all, all those things, and it honestly, what it does is just ruins your whole entire vibe. It's not something you want to kind of get involved in. You've got to be able to be yourself. So don't don't compare yourself to anyone else ever. Just don't do it. Believe me, it's the best thing. Just don't do it. And and it's it's almost as if you almost found your medium because you were posting on YouTube but this one it just it just kind of unleashed something different I think it, TikTok's just more easier for me to make content and I think it was more easy for me to like have fun and like connect with fans so it was very much easier for me to make this the short form media and have and, and work around like the 15 to a minute 15 seconds to like a minute videos whereas YouTube is like long long like longer videos and it was fun i can't say youtube wasn't fun it was great and it's not that youtube is bad i'd love to go back to it i'm planning to go back to it soon um, and do videos but like i it's the idea of like having to post like every single like week or every few days whereas you, tiktok's just so much easier to post it is hard for someone like me i can't just post you know a lip syncing thing or a dancing thing and it does well i have to really put effort into it so um and that's, you know, I mean, because I think someone like me on TikTok or any platform, I don't look like the natural beauty standard as people would have it. I'm still beautiful, but, you know, I think I don't have, like, what the, you know, our society nowadays deems as beautiful and, like, what you should watch. So I kind of look out of place a little bit. I act a bit out of place, which I love that. I love being, like, the alternative kind of influencer, creator, whatever you want to call it. But I'm, all, I'm on the outside looking in on a lot of stuff when it comes to, like, being in, on the end of things. My cat's just jumping around in my room right now, so... <laughs> I do apologise, but yeah, um, YouTube was just a bit long, it was just long videos and it was filming it, editing it, and I just think TikTok just oh, just took up over that and I thought, I just need to focus on TikTok now, and that's what I did. I thought if I'd focus on both of them now, I don't think I'd be as successful or, or, or as big on TikTok as I am now, because I um, I just ditched YouTube and was like, I don't, have the, I don't have time for it, I've got to just do something else, and then that's what I did, so. And it sounds like there's something driving you behind that then because it's it's one thing to post a lot but to keep going there it, it seems like there's something behind it Stephen something that yeah um th there's, there's something that you want to express I want to be the person that I didn't have growing up watching on tv or, or social media so I, I'm 26 so I, I didn't really social media was a thing in like in like the mid noughties but it wasn't a big when I was the ages of like you know 10 to 16 you know you were outside all the time. That's what that's, that's what I try to explain to people. You weren't on social media all the time. It wasn't massive then, um, and especially in like Scotland or anything. So I wanted to be the person that I didn't see in like TV shows or I didn't see in like social media when I first started it. It was all very much the same people, brands or companies were only focusing on the same people. Whereas um, I'm not, you know, I'm fat. I'm someone that's asexual. I'm someone that's looks a bit out of place and that's all positive for me fat is not a negative word that for me I, I use it as a positive because i'm fat but i'm flawless you know what i mean so um so i want to be the person i didn't have 
whilst watching social media, whilst watching TV. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm going to be that person then. And I, and I think that I have. I like to think that if tomorrow TikTok shut down or my account was deleted or whatever happened, I like to think that, you know what, in, even TikTok or social media in general, I think I like to think that I've done I've done well and I've hopefully I've inspired people and I've been inspired by people. So my legacy, if you could call it one, it's been positive, it's been fun. I've stayed very authentic. Um, and that was one thing. I just that was it. I just didn't really see anyone else like me. And, and now, now there's a lot of people that are like me. That not like me. I think I'm quite a unique taste. But there's a lot of people that are that have got my initiative. Really, I think that are like, okay, I'm just gonna be different because difference, okay, and difference fun. If, you know, if everyone if everyone was the same, the, like the world would be such a boring place. So um, yeah, I just wanted to be that person that I never had online or on. TVs and moving stuff that I didn't have grown up. Totally. And what, what we're seeing now is the death of mass, isn't it? Mass media, mass entertainment, mass one size fits all. It's so positive that you're inspiring people to to, to share their voice. Yeah, that's it. I think that, and for me, it's never been like been bigger than anything because size is not part of my comedy. You'll never see a video where I'm like, I'm so big, and like, that's never been part of my comedy because. It's just, it's not, I'm, I can, you know, if that is not part of someone's comedy, then good on them, and like, that's how you can relate to people, and great. It's never been part of mine, so my thing's always been about, it's all about, be, like, Be The Free You, is, I've always had that, that in my sassy squad. But Be The Free You is a slogan that I always use to people, because it really is, the hardest thing in life, and this is the truth, is to really be your free, authentic self. Because, you know, when you are being free yourself, uh, you know, you, you put yourself, op you open yourself up to ridicule, and people op opinionated about you, and people being awful because they might not agree with what you do and to that I say you know I won't swear but you know it, you just let, let them jog on because you know life's way too short to, to really worry about, about what anyone else thinks of you and people think that oh he's like that on social media but I bet in real life and you'll meet me and I'll be like I don't give I really don't care like if someone doesn't like me that's a them problem not a me problem um, and, I, and they can deal with that to the side um, it re really is I think especially nowadays generation coming up you know, I think even my generation's a bit soft. We're the millennials, so we're a bit soft. But I was, in my family, I was brought up really tough. You know, really like, you got to be tough. And I think a lot of people don't have that kind of toughness to. And so I try to teach people that you know, if you're getting bullied, this is a big rant now. But if you're getting bullied, like you know, or think people are saying something to you, then like, don't, never let them see you sweat. You never, you know, and call them out on stuff because people that are like that hate getting called out. No one loves bullies. Never like getting called a bully. You know what I mean? So I try and teach people to love them, the skin that you're in. And if you don't love it, change it to a way that to to your standard, not someone else's. So it's just, you know, I want to be that, I just want to be that voice that people can listen to. Whether it's about your size, your mental health, whether it's about your sexuality, um, whether it be about um, being inclusive and diverse. I just hope people kind of watch my content and be like, oh, like he's someone that gets it. And I learn every day. I don't know everything about everything. You know what I mean? I don't, that's the truth. I don't. I learn, I learn just as much as everyone else does. So um, people think that I, you know, he must know all or he thinks he knows it all. I don't. That's the end of my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's one. Should we take a little drink break? Yes, yeah, that'd be great actually. Let's take a little tr drink break. I've got some, got some juice here. And you two at home, why don't you have a drink too? I love it. I love it, I love more. Ah, refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, it's a good segment, I love it. <laughs> Stephen McKell, what do you find are the hardest videos to make? Hardest original original comedy content is very hard to make because you have to be you have to be funny and you have to have a good sense of humour. You have to be quick. 
how do you make a funny TikTok video? What's your process? How do you go about it? It depends on what I'm making. If I'm making a video, like, if I'm using, like, a sound underneath it and it's not me talking, I, I think, what's going to grab someone's attention in the first four seconds? Because that's your window that you've got. Sometimes it's shorter depending on what kind of video it is, but you've only, only got your first few seconds to, to hit someone with what you need. So my thing is, how what if I make a, a comedy video that I want them to watch for 15 seconds or more, how can I get the punchline in there if it's non-verbal within the first few seconds. So I think of that, I think of how can I get that in there quickly, then what's the story after that? Because people love watching a storytelling that if it's, and, and that's hard to do itself if you're doing a comedy video without you actually talking and you're just doing something that's funny, you try to tell the story through your actions or through the writing on the screen. So you've got to have a plan and I think plan but don't plan too much. It's hard, it's like do this but don't do this, you know, go to work, don't go to work. But anyway, um, so you've You've got to plan, but don't plan too much. Plan like this is the beginning, middle and end and allow yourself to have a bit of leeway of um, spontaneity, have been sp like spontaneous. I put that in there as well and just do stuff that you think will be funny and watch it back. But yeah, I think that having a plan for it, making sure you're getting that real comedy punchline the very first few seconds to hook people in. Because if you hook them in for the first few seconds, they'll stay for 15. And if you're still good then, they'll stay to 30. And then people that are really intrigued, if you can get them intrigued on what you're doing, then great. If it's stuff like, you know, you actually want to be a character and you want to do like an actual original comedy video where it's just you talking, plan your characters out, plan what you're going to say out, um, film it and film it until it's good. You know, I know it's kind of ones where you're, where you're pretending to be people and you try to be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, you have to make sure, I make sure that my timing's quick. So if it's from speaking from people to people, which a lot of TikToks are, um, you've got to get that timing really quick between the characters, you've got to know what you're going to do, um, you've got to think, how is TikTok going to perceive this? What's my caption going to be? Um, is, the end, is, 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 is it going to be a build-up to the end where people know what's going to happen, but are still going to watch? And that's kind of stuff that I've, my process is. If it's character-wise, You've got, I've got to make sure it's, it's character developed and but also be spontaneous throughout it because if it's too planned, TikTok will know. People that are watching will figure it out. That's why it's different to YouTube. YouTube, like, people make sketches of actual like, TV shows, right? You can do that on TikTok as well, um, but if it's not authentic and you really have planned it out to the point where it's like, my name's Stacey and I'm doing this. My name's bit People are going to click right off and be like, that's not fun. The person's too much in their head. That's really interesting. When you when you're planning, do you do you literally write it out, or do you, do you keep notes for yourself? Sometimes I write it out if I, if, I, if, I, if I want to get a point of view across. If it's if it's not if it's a comedy video, but I want to get a point of view of what I want to say in the video, I'll write it out because then I'll, I'll put it in my head. But then my head gets jumbled, mumble jumble. We've got dyslexia, so sometimes it's like, "Whoa, did I just say?" Um, and that's why I always record if I'm doing takes and stuff because sometimes you forget what you said and you have to like watch it back. But I'll write some stuff down. Um, like this is what's going to be like a few of the lines but not all of them because I think you have to have a way of just ad-libbing it and doing it and, and, and not everyone can do that um, and what you might not be good at doing comedy you might be good at singing if you're not good at singing maybe dance if it's not dance maybe it's art stuff maybe it's arts and craft maybe it's point of view content some people do really really great acting on point of view content which I actually I'm not that great at I'm not because how they edit it and how they make the, the videos it's yeah if you go on TikTok and you just put in hashtag POV you'll find a lot of these like dark videos and you think you're watching like a little episode of and it's great people do like 10 part series of stuff and I'm like I'm watching the whole thing what you're actually outlining is uh, basically rehearsal on camera you you tend to just rehearse record 
see me at, sometimes I wake up at 3 in the morning and be like this is going to be such a great comedy stuff pick my phone up and I'd film it there and then because my, my mind was telling me this is when you're going to get the best kind of content for this video now so I'd be in the hallway and mum and dad would be asleep and I'd be like strutting down it pretending to be like a character <laughs> um, and, and I think that's really great to because once you've started doing that it's tough to start with but it's like any content whether it be comedy, singing, dancing, point of view, mean style, artsy craft um, telling storytelling, you, you find a way of doing it that works for you, works for people that are watching your content, and for, to, to do well. That's like one of the things when you, when you work with brands, they're, they're stuck with YouTube and Instagram in mind. You can't do that for TikTok. You, you really should brand. Brands are watching this. Brands should really open up to the create and say, "Well, what? This is what this is the idea that we have." And it's great when a, when a, when, a, when a brand comes with an idea, being like, "We think this," because it shows the understanding of TikTok, and that's great because any company should look into the platform they're looking to promote an artist, a product on. That's just the tea. Um, I, so they come to a plan, and I'll say. This is me just rambling on now. And I'll say, that's great, and, I, and then we'll take stuff like that and say, but this would work on my account because of this. So having that between, some brands have a fully realised campaign, fully realised brief, and I'm like, that's great, and I love, and I love the, the, you know, the music of the product, and that's great, and that works for me and my, my fans, or people that follow me. I don't know, what to, I call them sassy squads, because I think fans is like a weird thing. Um, about tell them, this will work this way on my account, because we're all different. So sometimes you get a bit of, sometimes, and I'll be like, I'll do it, like, I, I'm happy to do, because what you've got is good, but I know it won't work. So like, sometimes I've had, I've, I've done it, and it's been alright, and I've enjoyed what I've done, but other times I've been like, if I can't do it that way, then I'm not going to be able to be part of it, because it doesn't fit. And, and what it's going to do is it's going to do, it's going to do an injustice to you, as the artist or the brand, it's going to do injustice to me, and injustice to people watching. Whereas some people wouldn't do that, some people like, give me the money, and I'll post, you know, <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that's, that's all right. That's people that you know will do that, and, and they have that. Me, I'm not. I'll, I'll only do stuff that I feel that I'm really passionate about. That I can. If it's a song, if I don't click with the song, I won't do it. If it's a, a, a TV show, whatever. If I don't like the idea of it, I won't do it because then that's essentially what every creator should be doing. You, you should be doing it in a way that okay, this is fun, and I think my fans would love watching this, or my fans would love listening to this, or they're going to have fun watching me doing this. That's the issue that you have nowadays with brands with uh, that's a conversation you have with someone. That's the issue that you have is they're just they're so like Instagram driven, Instagram story driven, no. They look like ads. And that's why you know, <laughs> it's true, isn't uh, it? Stephen, what what would you say to your one thousand follower self? Oh, that's hard. I would say, um you know, stick to your stick to your guns on, you know, how you want to be perceived, um, and how you want to be kind of um looked at in the world I think um, and you're going to have ups and downs and that's alright um, but it's alright to just to say to people like you know no get away you don't have to be you don't, you know and, and people and some people might be a bit mean to you if, if social media wise some people are going to be mean to you or some people are going to have opinions about you that you don't they've never met you and they never are going to meet you and you have to just really take yourself out of that mindset and just focus on doing what makes you happy because I, I didn't do that to start with I kind of was like oh the people and people did, didn't like me on music they, they, I was you know my name is Mr Chubby or something it was so bad um, obviously fat isn't my comedy but I had my name is Mr Chubby but yeah I'd say to myself just stay authentic have fun um, and just don't let what other people think of you like annoy you and I don't do that now but it took me a, a bit of, a, a while to kind of get into that you know I, I got hate on the first my first day on TikTok or on social media in general I've had hate comments, I have them now. So it's just about persevering and realising, my mum taught me, you've got two options, you can really let it consume you and reply to them and kind of defend yourself 
um, and like think about it, or like you know, really argue with them, or you can kind of take it in, let it go over your head, and just move on. And so that's what I did. I was like, that's it, that's what I've got to do, just let it move on. If someone's got an issue, that's them. So 1,000 following me, keep doing you, and don't let anyone stop you. <laughs> Stephen, what do you think TikTok will be like in 2021? Oh, I, I think it'll be more, um, I think it'll be bigger than it is now. I don't think it's going to, I'm looking at the camera. I think it'll be bigger than it is now, TikTok 2021. I think that the, the fight for the For You page is going to be a lot tougher than what it is now. I do think it'll be bigger and it'll be better and I think that it's going to encompass a lot of stuff that the this all generations can get involved in more and more because it's, it's a platform for everyone. There's everyone of all kind of ages on it. Um, and there's not a, there's never been another app or platform that's rose to this kind of fame in such a short time. So for 2021 I do see it being bigger. I see I hopefully see creators, you know, getting more monetization for the the work that they do. But um I think it'll be I think it'll be harder for creators though. I think it'll be a lot it'll be a tougher game. It'll be like what YouTube was back in like, you know, 2012, 2011. A lot of people just uploading content and it's you know, it's survival of the fittest and only the strong survive when it comes to being a big creator on it. But in terms of people making content, you know, I think that it'll be more people of all ages that are on it, hopefully. You know, hopefully it's not shut down, you know, all these things about getting banned and stuff. It never will be like that. But yeah, I do see it I see it being twice the size it is now and just taking over the world even more. Should we just post yeah. the thumbnails? And please Hit the subscribe button below if you want to see more great British YouTubers. There's a playlist and a podcast. All the links are in the description below. I'm Neil Mossy and I'll see you on the very next Great British YouTubers.